You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hey legend and welcome back to the podcast where this week or this month rather is all about the theme of Facebook ads. Now, if you didn't catch the free training that I did this week, all about an introduction to Facebook ads, then don't worry. You can still sign up and get access to the replay. Just head to monicastrutcom slash Facebook ads and you'll get an email which actually gives you the replay link, but this is only valid for a couple more days. So definitely sign up ASAP if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this after the 25th of September, then unfortunately it's too late. But if you're listening to this beforehand, then, you know, go get on that now. I've left the link down below. This month in the membership, the theme is all about Facebook ads. So not only did I do the introduction to Facebook ads masterclass, there are two tutorials dropping, which are real Facebook ads that I'm setting up for my band and a client's band, which will take you step-by-step step on what to do. And you can follow it when setting up your own band's Facebook ad. And it's just going to be super straightforward and just take away any sort of overwhelm when it comes to ads manager, which can be a little bit confusing if you're not used to it. But today's podcast episode is all about how much money you should spend on Facebook ads. Now, this is a very, very interesting question, which I'm about to dive into the answer to that in just a moment. But if you aren't already subscribed to the Being in a Band podcast, please do so. And if you could, I would love if you could leave me an iTunes review. And if you do, send me a screenshot on Instagram. I'm just at Monica Strutt and I will send you back 50 social media content ideas for when you have no idea what the fuck to post on your socials. I'll send you that free PDF. All you need to do is review me. Give me a five-star review on iTunes. Send me a screenshot and I will arrange to send you that PDF with 50 social media content ideas ideas so that you never run out of content again. I'm going to be doing this for the month of September. So I would really, really love your support in getting some more reviews on iTunes because it really does help me out a lot in terms of the algorithm and getting this podcast out to more people and helping more bands and musicians. So let's talk about budgeting when it comes to Facebook ads. The first thing that you need to know in terms of budgeting is that you have to have a budget. Now, this seems really, really elementary, but when I work with bands, you'd be very, very surprised that, you know, they're thinking about how much their video is going to cost, how much the recording and mastering and whatnot costs of, you know, their upcoming single EP or album, and they don't really factor in the cost of promotion, and that leaves them spending all their money on the creation and not enough money on getting it out there. Now, something I like to speak about both in my membership and in a couple of courses is Coleman's pie theory. And that's the theory that there are three components to being successful in pretty much any industry. And those components are performance, exposure, and image. Now, when I say performance in the case of musicians and bands, this literally means your performance. So are you good? Are you entertaining? That sort of thing. But other elements that come into your performance are, you know, do you have an engaging brand? Are 
Are you engaging with your audience and that sort of thing? You know, all the things that you need to do in terms of, you know, being in a band and being a musician, are you executing all of those things in terms of your job roles of this career path? Now, a lot of people think that just because you have good songs automatically gives you the upper hand when it comes to being successful. They think, you know, if they record something really well and just put it out there on social media, people are going to find them and, you know, they're going to automatically blow up. In fact, you know, a lot of the time people have the misconception that media will find them and just automatically publish feature articles on them and reviews and everything, but that's really not how it works. If you're not getting exposure for just say your recordings or, you know, for the announcement of a new show, then that stuff is not going to do well at all. So Coleman's pie theory says that performance actually only equates to 10% when it comes to being successful. And by the way, pie stands for performance image exposure. I think I just said performance exposure image, which would be like pay, <laughs> just ignore that. So performance only counts for 10% of what makes someone successful. And in this case, we're speaking about a musician or band. Next, we have image. And image is not just your visual branding, which is, of course, really, really important and needs to be a reflection on the music. What also comes into your image is how people perceive you. What's your reputation in the industry? Not just a band, but for the particular band members. Personal branding is such a huge thing in this industry that is built upon relationships and network. So image actually equates to 30%, according to Coleman's pie theory, of what makes someone successful. And the last element is exposure. So exposure actually counts for 60% of what makes someone successful, according to Coleman's pie theory. And that means that even if you have the best songs in the world, even if you have the coolest artwork and video, if you're not ensuring that you get exposure for that, then you're really, really doing yourself a disservice because as I said, exposure counts for 60% of the pie when it comes to being successful. So you really, really need to make sure that you have a very good budget when it comes to doing PR and marketing and PR can be, you know, $500 or $1,000 a month. And, you know, we're about to talk about marketing budget in this episode. And before we actually got down to how much budget I'm about to tell you that you need, I did want to kind of waffle on a little bit about the importance of exposure and just really stress that to you because when I do reveal the budget that you actually need for marketing, it may come as a little bit of a shock if you maybe haven't invested that much before. So I did really want to just build a solid foundation so you know how important it is in actually having success and the fact that, you know, you may be tipping money down the drain if you don't have adequate budget for getting the exposure for your work. So how much budget should you set aside for paid ads? Now, this is a very, very difficult question to answer because the answer is essentially how long is a piece of string? As a rough guideline, your promotional budget should be a minimum of 50% of what it costs you to actually record that single EP or album. Now, just say you recorded a single and you spent, you know, $1,000 on the actual recording or, you know, between $1,000 and $1,500, depending on, you know, kind of the people that you're working with. And then you go ahead and spend, you know, $4,000 on a video clip. So let's just round it up to $5,000, $1,000 on the recording of the single and $4,000 on a really great video clip. Maybe you did a photo shoot at the time of the video clip um, because the videographer is a great photographer as well. That is a way that I like to save money. Um, But I digress. So just say you spent $5,000 on this single, it means that your ad budget actually needs to be $2,500. 
So maybe you'll divide that up, you know, a thousand dollars goes towards doing a month or so of PR and then, you know, $1,500 goes towards ad spend. You know, that's a really, really healthy budget. And you can kind of be a little bit more conservative with that. You may like to just put a thousand dollars towards your ad budget for a single, but you know, we're getting an estimate of how much it actually costs to adequately get that single out there. And if we're spending, you know, $15,000 on an album, so that's the recording of the album, doing a number of video clips and the artwork and everything like that, then that means that you need to have a budget of $7,500 for the actual promotion. And that is one of the reasons that I do not recommend doing an album too soon, not only for the fact that, you know, you only get one shot at recording your first album, but also a lot of people just haven't thought of the amount of budget that they require for promoting that album. So ensuring you have a budget before your release for marketing is essential. Now, if you have already announced the release and just say you've got a release coming out in four weeks and you've just realized you haven't really set aside much of a budget for promoting it, then let me just blow your mind for a second. You need to move the release date. And if you do, no one's going to notice or care. No one is paying as much attention to your band as what you think. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but it's true. If you move the release date, you know, even if you just give yourself four more weeks to save up an adequate budget to do PR and marketing, I guarantee you that release is going to do much better. You can't just throw stuff out on the internet and hope for the best. That is never how it worked. You have to be promoting, you have to be marketing, you have to be going ham on your organic social media, and you have to be doing paid ads. So one of the things that I've been recommending to clients recently that my own band has started doing is we are all pitching in into a shared bank account, a certain amount of money per week. And that means that we never have to stress when it comes to releases or video clips and stuff, because we have a pool of money there that, you know, we all have access to the account. You know, we have automatic deductions and it's also easier when keeping track of invoices and that sort of thing. Now, with all of this, I'm not at all telling you to be frivolous or to not be smart with your money. 100%, you still need to be smart with the budget that you're spending. I'm not telling you to go drop $1,000 on Spotify ads without really knowing what to expect and, you know, just kind of hoping for the best. 100%, that is not what I'm telling you to do. We went through the three different types of ads your band should be setting up a couple of episodes ago, and they were Spotify ads, Facebook ads, and potentially YouTube ads if you're doing a video, which if you're doing a single, then you totally should because videos are powerful. And I recommend maybe starting with a budget of say one to $200 on each platform and then adjusting your budget accordingly. So you may like to start with $100 on Facebook and YouTube and maybe like $200 on Spotify. I just love Spotify ads. I think that you really, really just get so much value out of that. And then if the ad's doing well, then you can throw some more money on it. Or if you find that it's not getting you the results that you want, then you can stop the ad and try something else. But I certainly wouldn't be having a budget for a single of less than $100 per ad because, you know, that's just not really going to be enough. And if you think about it, if you say spent, you know, maybe a thousand dollars recording a single, and then you spend another $4,000 on a video clip, that's about five grand just for, you know, releasing that single. And then you go ahead and spend $80 on a Facebook ad, you know, 5,000 to $80. It just doesn't make sense. But do start, you know, not putting all your eggs in one basket and then slowly increase your budget and tweak the targeting as needed as the weeks go on. 
In the free Facebook ads workshop, we also talk about how long you should run ads for, and we do go into a little bit more detail. Obviously, this is only a podcast and we don't have all the time in the world. So definitely sign up for that free workshop. It really is just going to lay it out for you from start to finish and just clarify all the common questions around Facebook ads that I typically get. So I know this episode was kind of vague and it's really one of those things that it's going to be a little bit of experimentation. Obviously, when I'm doing my consultation work with bands, we are able to, you know, dive into what's worked for them previously. I'm able to recommend some strategies that are actually going to be tailored to them. But as a rough guideline, set aside 50% of your budget to go towards ads, start off slowly and, you know, just kind of tweak things after that. I do have two more episodes on a Facebook ads that I've recorded in the last week or so. So definitely go check those out if you want to learn more and absolutely check out my free workshop, monicastrutcom slash Facebook ads. And if you're interested in joining the Being in a Band membership, doors close to the membership again in just a couple of days. So definitely make sure you check that out you'll get access to all the masterclasses that we've done so far, including how to release an EP or album, your release strategy, visuals and branding your band, content creation, PR and media training, and the mindset you need for long-term success in the music industry. These masterclasses come with workbooks and resources. And honestly, this membership is going to be your Bible when it comes to being successful in the music industry. So if you're interested in that, I've left a link for that down below, or you can head to monicastrat.com and click on membership. It's just in the menu. We do a masterclass every single month as well as a Q&A. And in between times, we have a Facebook community, which you can use to bounce ideas, to ask any questions that you like. And yeah, it's just a really, really cool, supportive space. So I hope to see you on the free Facebook ads workshop. And I hope to see you in the membership. Membership doors will not be reopening for several months. So if it is something that you're interested in, definitely get in now because yeah, this is pretty much your last chance to join for a while. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you next time. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.